Tell me more, a deep dive on all the random ideas, concepts, people, places, and things that cross our minds. We are prepared to do all the digging for you on the internet and beyond and present like old school research project style. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Julie. And we will be your fact finders for each episode. So get ready. We're going deep. Like page 12 of the Google search deep. So tonight, I'm going to talk to you about something that I was inspired by by watching the new season of Working Moms. Any ideas? Any ideas? MLMs? Yes. Yes. Which one? Okay. Or all of them? We're going to do like a a whole history and yeah, we're going to really, really get into it. Oh, I love it. I feel like... Both of us have fallen victim to yes. MLMs um, in, you know, the past 10 years or so, maybe. Um, but in Working Moms, if you haven't watched it yet, they kind of, Kate takes on this client that's writing a book about MLMs, and then they kind of see this backlash from the MLM. So I don't want to give a tweet too much about Working Moms episode, but they do touch on it. And I was like, huh this feels like it would be a good deep dive topic. Absolutely. So when you think of MLMs or multi-level marketing, um, what, what it like first comes to mind? First comes to mind is LuLaRoe um, because of how crazy it was there for like, what, two years yeah, they and then the documentary awesome. that came out was excellent and so yeah. interesting. I know there's so many. Like, if I had to name all of them, there's like I, I don't think I even would be able. I could probably name easily twenty. Yeah, and that would just be scratching the surface. Yeah, because there's like essential oil ones. I think there's like two of those. There's the ones that have to do with like food right? Like Pampered Chef and Tastefully Simple. Yeah. You've got like 31. You've got all the skincare ones, Rodan and Field, um, Unique. Mm -hmm. Oh, then the fingernail ones. There were fingernail ones. Oh, Sanberry and what's that one? Street. Street. Color Street. Street. Yeah. Then you have Jewelry, right? Stella and Dot and Premier jewelry was Premier, one of them. Yeah. And then I feel like there's one that sounds dirty, but it's just jewelry, but I can't remember what that one's called. Uh, I don't remember that one. No. I think there's also, aren't there like MLMs that are like sex toys too? Yes. I actually did go to one of those parties. <laughs> I what it was called though. But yes, I feel like I've been to so many parties. Yes, great guess. Nice, okay. So that was back in the 1920s. Oh, wow. I would have thought like 50s. Well, okay. So here's here's how it kind of transformed. Actually, the first direct sales. So we'll talk a little bit more about like direct sales and MLMs and how they kind of like shifted to that. Okay. Um, was actually in 1878. So this guy, David McDonald, was selling books door to door. And he discovered in his sales that women really wanted to actually purchase perfume. So in 1886, he started the California Perfume Company, which would become Avon. And 
as his business model like continued to um, morph into Avon, he then had women begin selling the perfume and sales like went through the roof. And that was in the 1920s. So Avon and Neutralite, which was another one, were one of the first direct sales companies. Okay. So multi-level marketing and direct sales, they have some crossover, but they're a little different, right? Because I mean, like a door-to-door vacuum salesman isn't, that's direct sales, but it isn't necessarily MLM, right? Yes. Yep. So like, um, think of like the Avon and Tupperware and like another one, Electrolux, but I'm, I'm not too, like, I'm not too familiar Mm. with that one, but those were considered single level marketing. So you would go to the, there's an association called the direct selling association, which is the lobbying group for the MLMs. And they're like just kind of seeing the progression of in 1990, 25% of their members were using an MLM model. In 1999, 77% of their members started using an MLM model. So in nine years, there's a what 50% increase. Then by 2009, 94.2% were using an MLM model. (laughs) Nearly all these companies that started off as single level marketing or direct sales then shifted to this MLM model because that was how they were getting all these sales and getting these new people to sign on and, you know, spreading the word. Yeah. Okay. So you did an excellent job describing the difference between direct sales and MLM and like where the crossover is. Now, most people, when they hear multi-level marketing, they immediately think pyramid scheme. Yes. And I know in LuLaRoe or Lula Rich, they did a pretty good job of talking about the difference between multi-level marketing and a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Are you, are you going to explain the difference? Actually next. Okay. Perfect. Some other names for MLMs. You might hear like affiliate marketing. You might hear pyramid schemes. Wait, time Um, out. I thought affiliate marketing was different. Well, they say that that's like word of mouth. Like they call affiliate marketing word of mouth marketing. Okay. Or like, I think it has to do with like the distributor. Well, yeah. With affiliate marketing, I'm pretty sure like you get a percentage of sales, mm-hmm. but you're not at all required to like recruit other people. Yeah. So typically with affiliate marketing, you'll have like an affiliate link or a code mm-hmm. and you can share that with followers. Yeah. And then you get maybe like 20% of the sale, but yeah. it's just between like the single affiliate and the company. Yes, but I think you technically have to be like signed up through them to be an affiliate. Yes, correct. You but you like don't of their right, but you're it's just a relationship between company and affiliate. And yeah. There's no like middle. Yeah, yeah. There's they're, no they're hierarchy in between to like work under you. Yes. Yeah. So pyramid schemes. What I found was that pyramid schemes are like what kind of distinguishes them from MLMs is that they're illegal. Like they're illegal. (laughs) Like if the, and the lines are really blurred with um, these MLMs now because they're saying if your main goal is to recruit, recruit, recruit more people under you and not really focused on the sale of a good or service, then that's a pyramid scheme and that's illegal. But like, as we'll get into some really controversial um, MLMs, like some of their focuses are recruiting. 
Yeah. I think it came down to, at least from my knowledge from Lula Rich, it came down to how much of the income came from people under you versus your own sales. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many, there were so many lawsuits that happened through these MLMs and there was a organization set up called. I can't even picture what that looks like. Like, I feel like everyone's like Elon Musk is a billionaire, but like that's like 5.4 billion is insane. Yeah. Yeah. You, I can't even conceptualize that. All right. So from the start to current day, it really like shifted. It was the Tupperware. It was the Cutco night. Tupperware. I forgot about Tupperware parties. It was pampered chef. It was in-home parties. Do you remember your first in-home party experience? I do. It was one, I think it was premier jewelry and I, it was a cousin and I went with my mom when I was probably in like seventh or eighth grade. It was like an older cousin was having it at her house. Hmm. I want, it was probably premier jewelry. Did your cousin do it for long? I don't think she was selling. I think like she had a friend selling and she had a party at her house. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So yeah. she was having a party for a friend. Okay. I remember my first in-home party experience. This had to have been in the nineties because I was little. My aunt had a Tupperware party at her house. I think it was combined. I think it was Tupperware and Pampered Chef because all of my aunts, mom included, are obsessed with pa- Pampered Chef. And yeah, like some of these things everything. do have good products. Oh, like yeah. I would buy the Pamp. Is Pampered Chef the one or is it Tastefully Simple that has the really good like beer bread? That's Tastefully Simple. Yeah, like I, I would buy multiple things from Tastefully Simple still. So my cousins and I still joke about like our moms buying everything Pampered Chef and they all bought this thing called the Apple Peeler Corer Slicer. (laughs) Literally was this like gadget that you attached to your counter. You put an apple on it, it would core it and then you like cranked it and it would slice it and peel it at the same time. And they're like, see, this is amazing. We're like, why do you Like how often do you need that? Where would we make apple pie? I'm like, how like many times? Once a year. Yeah. But it was the coolest thing ever. But it's just like, we don't need that. And they also had really good like pizza stones. Oh, yeah. So they were like, I remember my mom had like all of those. Um, but the first part I went to was at my aunt's house and they did all these games. And then like you could win like a small little kitchen appliance thing or like a measuring, this really cool measuring cup. Like I have pampered chef stuff in my house too. Cause I grew up with my mom having certain things and I'm like, I want that for my house. So like right. I remember ordering stuff too. Things kind of changed as years uh, went on. And a lot of it's more focused on like supplements now and the use of social media. Wait, like, Okay. Like dietary supplements. Um, oh, in MLMs, not Pampered Chef. I thought yeah, you were no, still no, talking no. about MLMs. Like Pampered Chef made a hard pivot. Like, <laughs> okay. No, still sticking to what they know best. Yeah. Stones and apple peeler core slicers. Yeah. The first one I can speak about personally. <laughs> the ecology? Beachbody. Yes. So I joined Beachbody. Oh my God. It was like before Jackson was born, but most people who joined Beachbody end their coach status within 24 months. 
So like there's an incentive if you get Shakeology every month to be a coach because you get like $25 off. Is that why everyone that I know that does Beachbody is also a coach? Like I don't know anyone that just does Beachbody but isn't a coach. Yeah, because you get, and it's talking about like the recruiting, you get one per like you sign up, you get your Shakeology, you get one person to sign up underneath of you to, to get Shakeology every month. And then you get like a bonus. And then if you get three people to sign up under you, you're like a certain, I think it's like Emerald, Emerald level. And then, you know, if you just keep getting more, you keep getting these promotions and you get more percentages of the people you recruit and their sales. And then you get percentage of your sales. So it's beneficial to have people sign up underneath of you because you well, and it also sounds like it's beneficial to sign up as a coach, even if you have no intention of ever coaching anyone. Like if you like the product and you're yeah. going to order it every month, it's yeah. cheaper to be a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And I, that's like, was my main purpose, but then I'd have these like moments of like, well, like maybe I should like try and like try to like recruit people and try to like do it and you see and then you'd be like hey girl yeah oh my gosh so there's one girl that I'm not naming names but I think I went to high school with her and she there was like 700 kids in my class so I would never know um and I get a message my sister and I joke around because we all get messages from her on like our birthdays and it's like, uh-huh. hey, happy birthday. You look great. What are you doing? I'm doing beach body. I'm like, oh my God. Like, like it's like clockwork. You can, if anything exciting happens in your life that you post about on Facebook or Instagram, here comes the message. Oh God. Um, the thing that boggles my mind about this though, and this is coming from someone who was beach body coach. There's no fitness experience required. And like, you're talking to people about like health and nutrition and recommending workouts for them that like are going to be a good fit. Like that's kind of scary. That's a little disturbing, unsafe at minimum. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Beachbody. Any thoughts about Beachbody? I, I would die if I had to drink a shake for multiple meals a day. Well, no, it's not multiple meals. It is just just one. But I would say, I will say I do like their shakes, but I just can't like bring myself to spend $135 a month every month. And look, oh yeah, because that's a lot. Yeah. And I would like not drink it every day. So then I would like, it's on auto ship. So then I would get like another bag. I'm like, shit, I forgot to cancel it. (laughs) Like, and then I have two bags and then it's like, okay, now I'm like trying to get rid of the product I have or like drink it every day to catch up. And it's just- Well, and one of the things with like a meal replacement, right? Mm -hmm. My other option would be like, I don't typically even eat breakfast. So (laughs) it's not saving me money because I'm not spending money on breakfast. Yeah, that's true. All right. The next one, which I've never heard of before, but maybe you have, Primerica? I feel like I've heard of it like Amway. Okay. Like, like never used it. I've never used it, but I've heard it in like sentences with. Okay. So primary, so this is an interesting one because it's a little different than the current market. They have over a hundred thousand representatives is what they call their people. They sell financial products. 
products like Ooh. life insurance, mutual funds, um, and annuities. And the products are offered by Primerica, but they're from the corporate parent Citigroup. So it like kind of makes it sound like legit, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, these people are not like they don't have any training. They're basically I was going to say that's just as dangerous as people giving workout advice. Yeah. With no... Like exactly ha- handling finances, but they are kind of just like lead machines. Mm. And it doesn't sound like there's a lot of accountability in these generating these leads and passing them on. Like there was one interview that I was reading and it was like, they contacted the VP and they were like, where are your offices? And he's like, um, you can contact our customer service service. And they're like, well, where are they located? And like, they don't have offices. Their representatives like are like random people's cell phones. Like, it's not like a formal business operation. It's really, it's odd, but like, that was the only one that I saw that was like financial products. And I, I was really thrown off about that. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can pyramid scheme anything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Next one, Amway. Okay. All right. So this one started in 1959. Like we said before, health, beauty, home care products. There were so many lawsuits based on deceptive practices and misleading numbers, misleading members about how much they could make. And that's where you'll see that anti-MLM foundation come in and like help with these things because um, Amway really was telling people they could make so much money and they they wouldn't have to spend anything to make it. Um, their startup costs are $100 a year. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Comparatively. Um, however, they call their members, like the people that sign up IBOs and it's like business, some, I forget what it is. IBOs, it's like, hmm, it's totally lost. Um, <laughs> they report spending around $300 a month on products to keep up with their, um, it's called their PV, their um, personal value required to stay active. Even though it's $100 a year, if they're spending $300 a month, there's like, and they have to have a stock of products and everything. It kind of, that's where they start kind of digging themselves into a deeper, deeper hole. Um, However, Apparently their products are pretty good. The legacy of clean is their line of cleaning products. And they're like those organic, all natural, safe products. I mean, that's, that's Amway. However, so many lawsuits, so many lawsuits. All right. What's next? LuLaRoe. Whoa. I thought they were going to be number one. Well, I don't think these are in any particular order. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So following suit with a stream of lawsuits. Yeah. Or like just specific patterns. There were a couple like shirt patterns I wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember. Do you still have LuLaRoe clothing? I think I have one pair left of the Christmas leggings Mm -hmm. just because it's like novelty. Yeah. So I had a whole Tupperware container (laughs) of like leggings and the dresses. Remember the dresses? Oh, I might still have one of the dresses. Okay. I had like, oh, I definitely still have one of the like nicer skirts. Know how they had the ones that had like the black. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually still like wear it for things. I have like, I had, I had like the fold over waistband ones too, a few of those. Um, 
And I remember like just getting rid of the whole, just donating the whole bin of them because I was like, I'm, I'm past this now. <laughs> this is <laughs> a case and I'm over it. But I just like how much we probably spent on LuLaRoe leggings. And some of them, I feel like I didn't even wear. It was kind of just like the thrill of purchasing it. because Right. Well, there's definitely something about that. Like, I know they kind of got into that in the documentary about like the people that started that trend mm-hmm. of like the live sales on Facebook. It was kind of like just this explosion. But yeah, you'd get like a rush. Mm -hmm. from like being the first to like comment and then you know it was it was a thing it was a it was a moment we were all all came together (laughs) to buy ugly leggings that were incredibly soft they were soft but they were so hot (laughs) no I don't know about you but I never got any damaged material like I don't know if you did I don't think I did either or anything smelly no, but there was a lot of controversy with besides the startup costs and people just, you know, taking out these lines of credit to pay for the startup costs and never getting it back. Yeah, that's um, scary. There were a lot of things like them firing their whole warehouse of employees like the day before Christmas Eve or something like that. Oh, that's awesome. Um, then there was the whole thing about like the comments of was it the president? about the autistic community mm. um like just a lot of like bad yeah, a lot of bad comments yeah if I remember correctly so like, I'm always amazed when I still see people selling LuLaRoe yeah like ethically how can you still sell it I know and it was crazy because I feel like and I think they showed it in the documentary too like how quickly they went from like I don't know, 500 salespeople across the whole country, which really did make things exclusive. Mm-hmm. So then it was just like so oversaturated and like everyone was selling it. They couldn't keep up to fulfill, you know, orders from every salesperson. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then people were getting like ugly stuff. If they had like actually not been greedy and like kept it small, Mm-hmm. it would have actually really been exclusive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It would have been, it would have had more longevity and like been a better business. Mm-hmm. I don't know when, yeah, when we, Mike actually watched all of Lula Rich with me and we were getting into some like real debates about how they could have made this business work better. <laughs> Now I didn't get to watch that yet, but I'm going to. Oh my gosh! After reading all this stuff, I'm so intrigued. Um, do they talk about if they have to recruit people in that? Like, I don't think they did too much recruiting, right? I don't think they had to recruit. Like, I feel like people they were could. like they begging to join. That's what they talked more. Not so much about the pressure on the salespeople to recruit, but they talked about how long they had like a waiting list of people waiting to onboard. Wow. That's crazy. And it was so expensive. Yeah. And yes, people were taking out like small business loans or line of credits on their houses and stuff. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the craziest ones. I think so for sure. At least current day, you know? Yeah. All right. Next is a wellness and skincare company called Neora. Um, Never heard of that. 
Yeah, me either. But this is one of the ones that is deemed a pyramid scheme. Okay. Because their main, like all over their website too, is like recruit, recruit, recruit. Mm. Um, and some of the wording that they use to get people to become what they call brand partners is start creating your own business and the life you love. <laughs> I get upset when they call running an MLM a business. Yeah. It is not your own business. Yeah. You're basically like a franchise. You're, yeah. You're selling products for someone else. Yeah. Um, so for at Neora for $49.95, you become a brand partner. You have access to training. And for $695, you get the starter kit. It's 11 products, which retail $950. Holy shit. <laughs> How much does that mean each product costs? Like about what, 60 bucks? Yeah. And what are their hair care? Wellness and skincare. Wellness and skincare, which made me think, what was the hair one that your sister sold for a while that then oh. hair was falling out? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Oh God, what was it? That's going to bug me. Monet. Yes. M-O-N-A-T. I'm not going to lie. I used their out. conditioner and my hair did fall out, but I was very happy with because my hair is very thick and it looked great after I used the conditioner. I, yes, I'd never had any issues with their products. If my hair was falling out, it wasn't falling out any more so than usual because yes, both of us shed a lot, I think, but I really liked their, they had like a root, uh, like a regenerate, like to grow your hair. Like you sprayed on your roots to get your hair to like grow. Oh, I liked that. That worked for me. And I know like my sister used it when she was experiencing like her alopecia and everything to just generate like regrowth. But yeah, no, I've, I've moved on to different hair products because <laughs> it's expensive. It's the same thing. Like it's expensive. You have to like get in these auto ships and then you're stuck in it and you get this like, you know, backlog of inventory that you yeah. like will never be able to use. Right. All right. Next up which sounds familiar to me, but I don't think I've ever like used it or seen it sold amongst my peers is Herbalife. Have you used that? I've heard of it, but yeah, I'm not sure. Is Herbalife the one that is now sprouting up in like actual storefronts? Mm, Possibly. I I feel like there was just, yeah, there were just like a bunch of articles about I think it might be Herbalife. I could be totally wrong, but um, one, like it works like that sounds like it's similar to this one. It works maybe. So is Herbalife like, um, shakes and stuff yeah, too? Or no? yeah, yeah. I think that people are opening storefronts in like towns and calling it like, like smoothie shops, but it's really mm-hmm. selling Herbalife products. Oh, interesting. Well, this one also has so many lawsuits and complaints, false promises about income potential. They are shakes. They're start, they have starter kits. So you have to pay $34.95 to become a member. And then the starter kits are $95. So it's not the most expensive one. And then you get a discount on products. While they do want you to like recruit, it's not like shoved down your throat like the previous Neora Wellness and Skin Skin Care Company. All right, next one, which I've also used and family members have been 
distributors for is Advocare. Do you remember Advocare? I don't, but I do remember your sister selling it. And I was confused because the name didn't sound like what it was. Yeah. So Advocare, also the name of my pediatrician. That, <laughs> yes. Okay. That's okay. Yes. So Is when that your sister you was selling that, I think that that was also the name of my pediatrician. Yeah. They're like, I, and like, I was like, like a big, yes. <laughs> this area. Um, so Advocare, and I've used their products before too. They, it was like diet supplements, kind of like wellness stuff. I liked their pre-workout that they had at their pre-workout and then they had these like cleanse things like that you could do isn't pre-workout dangerous like this is where again it becomes dangerous with people not with like medical backgrounds like if people have heart conditions undiagnosed heart conditions can't pre-workout cause them to have like a heart attack um i'm not sure about that but i know it does it does like increase your heart rate Mm because it's like drinking like three cups of coffee basically And you're supposed to mix it in with your water before you work out and it gets your heart rate going and it like, you know, you can sustain your workout or whatever. I love pre-workout actually, but I haven't taken it in a really long time because it does give me like heart palpitations. Well, yeah. So that sounds bad. (laughs) Please don't take that. Since I do have a heart condition, I don't take that. Yeah. Maybe don't do that. (laughs) Um, But Advocare was running an illegal pyramid scheme. They were making false promises of income potential. They were, you had to purchase inventory, but you know, they're like for $59, you can grow your own business and become part of a fun, supportive community. Now there were a lot of things happening with Advocare. And I think like my sister and my mom both signed up to be like, they call their people distributors. And then a few years back, Advocare had like, I'm assuming it was like a lawsuit that made this go into effect. Like basically their distributors don't make money on sales anymore. Like people buy it straight through Advocare and that's it. Like they kind of like just let all their distributors go. So, and I I assume that was because of the illegal pyramid scheme that they were running. Okay. And the last one, which I also fell victim to, was unique. Oh, I actually still have some of their makeup. Yeah, me too. I'm Um, not going to lie. I like their, um, like tinted moisturizer and their under eye. Yeah. I I still use that if I'm putting on makeup, which is rare. Well, the fact that you still have it is concerning because you're supposed to throw that stuff away. I know it's probably, (laughs) I think the tubes that I have are probably four years old. Oh my gosh. But I, I like I put on makeup like twice a year. But like if you look on your beauty products, there's oh like God. a little container and it says like 3M or like 12M. That means like three months. Mm. Well who's still selling unique? Someone hook me up. <laughs> <laughs> or you should just sign up to be a presenter. No. <laughs> okay. Unique was also running an illegal pyramid scheme. You had Wait, you work. sold unique, yeah. right? Did. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. I really did like, like I liked and liked their makeup. I don't really use their makeup too much anymore just because I didn't like that. I had to, uh, okay. So we'll go to this. You have to purchase inventory to remain active as a presenter. And that's what got me. Like I, if I didn't sell a certain amount, a certain month or that month, 
the next month I wouldn't get the discount because I wasn't technically a presenter anymore. It was like after like a certain amount of time, like if you didn't sell anything after 60 days, you lost your discount as a presenter. You didn't, you weren't active. And that's what really, I was like, seriously, like I'm not running all these Facebook parties, online groups on selling makeup and doing all this. Like if I'm not going to sell anything and not get the discount, you know? Um, they, in theirs, there were eight, eight different tiers of working up to the next level based on sales. Um, and the lawsuit said that like, it really made it impossible to climb up to the next level because once you went inactive, if you don't sell a certain part, you got bumped back down. So it's kind of like people would sell a certain amount and then they'd be active for 60 days or whatever it was. And then if they didn't sell something, they got knocked down and then they, people couldn't like continue to move up. Mm. But their wording is set your own hours, be your own boss for a $99 starter kit. Okay, Chelsea, I've got a question for you. Yes. How many MLMs have you sold? Okay, so I was thinking about this. So Unique, Beachbody, I think Unique and Beachbody. Oh, that's it that you've actually sold. Yeah, my family's like really big into the family. My sister, my sister's the, the budding entrepreneur. Well, she still does Stella and Dot, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Not like like not like she used to. She used to do like the house parties and everything yeah. and the online parties. Not so much. She kind of just like shares the jewelry that she wears now. Yeah. They like, had cute stuff. They do. Like, not like yeah. Premiere, I always felt was gaudy. Yeah. I thought Premiere was like a little too mature for yeah. us. Yeah. Um more matronly types. Yeah. But yes, I've only done unique and beach body. I think that's it. I think that might be right. Yeah. The only one I sold was Usborn books. Yes. And I still stand by they're like a good product. Yeah. Did you also. have any, any controversy to report? No, I mean, the startup cost wasn't very much and you got a shit ton of books that yeah. you could use. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the monthly for like the site, I think was only like 25 or $35 when I did it. So it wasn't awful. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I did pretty well when I did it, but it, you just hit a point where everyone, you know, has had a party and then everyone's over it. And like, and then you're like trying to just sell to the whole internet and yeah, and I'm not someone to message people I don't talk to anymore. That was very hard for me. And I think that's the most deceiving thing with MLMs and social media is like having to now sell to strangers because you've exhausted your network of people and having to present this life, right? Mm-hmm. of I've made it as in, you know, in an MLM, I'm, I quit my job and I'm making full-time income and I'm doing, the, and that's what the issue is. That because it's not realistic. There's income. maybe like 1% in each company that's making full-time income. Yes. And that's where that anti-MLM company comes into play about just misleading people. Yeah. I remember at one point joking, but I think that it's not possible because of different like laws, but that if there had been like a wine MLM, I'd have been like all in. Yes. I think there actually is one. 
Oh, really? See, I thought I thought that it probably wouldn't be possible because like the sales of wine is different from like state to state, like where and how it can be sold. And I think it can't like cross lines and stuff. Yeah. One that didn't come up according to the internet to be the most controversial, but one that I know is controversial <laughs> is Young Living Essential Oils. Yeah. Well, there's, there's another one that's essential oils, but they're Tara. both yeah doTERRA young living's worse though right like the owner is the one who basically should be in jail for murder yes yes and if you want to do a deep dive on that one watch the first episode of the show unwell didn't you watch that too yes that was a good show yes so the first episode goes over young living and essential oils and just how these people are like brainwashed into kind of using it in in place of medicine right so you know i went deep into the memoir educated by tara westover and i got so into it that i was reading like her brother's deleted blog posts on reddit and i ordered her i ordered her mom's book because i wanted her mom's take on it right because all right this is way off topic but as someone who homeschools there were instances where i was thinking like okay it sounds like maybe she was seven and didn't realize that this was a planned learning activity. Yeah. And then from reading her mom's book, I do still think that was the case. A lot of other stuff in it was real messed up and there's no excuses for, but her mom runs a um, essential oil company Mm -hmm. and like made like a big business and it's all like family based. And it's like her mom, like a midwife. Her mom was a midwife and an herbalist. And then she went from being an herbalist and like all the neighbors and everyone would buy from her. So she started a company and I've actually been meaning to look into if it actually sells like an MLM now, or if she really does just like ship to maybe like shops that sell it. Yeah. But yeah, she, she's like a successful businesswoman now. Her, the, the, the mother of the woman who wrote the memoir. I think it's like butterfly something, but it's essential oils too. Very interesting. And all, yeah, essential oils are scary. Long story short there. Yes. Especially Uh, when people ingest them. Uh, yeah. Yep. Which they tell you to do. Mm -hmm. I also, I don't know if I ever told you about this. I go to yoga and, um, they'll give you a wet rag Mm -hmm. and they put a little bit of essential oil in like the water and the wet rag Mm -hmm. and they're cold. And that's when we're Shavasana-ing. But, um, one time, uh, like different yoga teacher filled in and she switched the essential oil and she used the lemon one and my face started burning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is on it? Like, it smells great, but what is on it? And then someone said that people a lot of times have like skin reactions to lemon essential oil. And like the yoga yeah. teacher that did it didn't know that. And I didn't know that. I mean, it smelled wonderful, but yeah, I had like burning splotches on my face oh my for like God. an hour after. I had to like, someone sold me, I got invited to one of those parties and I got like the young living like kit 
mm-hmm. of essential oils. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to diffuse this and it's going to smell great. And I'm going to diffuse this. And I was like diffusing, I think it was like orange or tangerine or something in my office at work. And I had a kid um, in with me and he was like, um, can you turn that off? Cause I feel like I'm like getting like hives and itchy and he had like hives all over him. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. I like turned it off and like we went to a different room and he ended up being fine. But I was like, it was like random, like diffusing tangerine. Like something- Well, I think it's citrus. I think it's the citrus fruits can cause- Yeah. Like the burning. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing to these children? But that made me think of another MLM that people used to buy from all the time that had like the diffuser plates that you would plug in and then like the melt. Sensi. 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 Yes. Was that an MLM? I think so. People had parties at their houses, right? All right. So try to rattle off 10 MLMs. Ready? 10? Yeah. 10. Ready? Go. Okay. LuLaRoe, Avon. Mary Kay, Tupperware, mm-hmm. Premier, Stella and Dot, Herbalife, Monat, Unique. I hit 10, right? That's 10? Yeah. yeah, that's 10. I feel like I could keep going if I thought about I it. Well, if you Google like a list of MLMs, it's insane. There's like hundreds and it's not even like the full, because there's like no way to come up with a full list of them because they're just never ending. But they're very misleading. And I feel like a lot of people, I feel like they kind of prey on people that are looking for a quick, a way to like make quick money or easy, what they might think is easy money. They all prey on stay at home moms who want a little extra spending money and they end up spending more than they earn. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's very predatory. But if you want to learn more about MLMs, check out these documentaries. Yes. (laughs) The Rich, which is on Amazon Prime. The first episode of Unwell, which is the one that covers the Young Living Essential Oils. Um, There's one called Betting on Zero, which covers Herbalife. And then there's one which is on BBC, but you can watch on YouTube. It's called The Secrets of MLM Millionaires, which goes over new skin and unique. Oh, I'm going to watch Lula Rich and then I'm going to watch the BBC one if I can. Lula Rich is very good. We were having like a hungover Saturday type of day and Mm -hmm. I turned it on and Mike had been like laying down and like 20 minutes in he was like sitting up and we watched the whole thing in one weekend yeah I felt that way about the unwell episode about yeah I was like what this is insane yeah I love when like husbands do that they're like what are you watching oh come on and they're like committed and then right and like I said by the end he was giving me like business plans they should have followed (laughs) like I thought you didn't want to watch this funny funny how that worked out all right any uh, shocking details, anything that surprised you, shocked you? I feel like not much shocked me because I think that we were both well aware of how like predatory MLMs are and all that. But I do think I was shocked by how early they started Mm -hmm. because it does seem like more of a like nineties, two thousands trend. Yeah. And I'm also surprised by like how many there are when you actually sit down to think about it and how many I've bought. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Upon reflection, I'm shocked by how many I've bought from. 
Yeah, agreed. I think I've like bought from like nearly everyone, but I'm also an easy sell. And I say this all the time, like someone asks me and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just buy a little something. And then that's like $150 later. And I'm like, whatever you do. Right. I will say, I can't think of one that I've bought and been like, this is absolute trash garbage. Most of the products that I've actually bought from MLMs have been like at least decent. You yeah. know, it's just their, their practices and their way of marketing mm-hmm. and their way of, you know, being a pyramid scam is what yeah. isn't great. Yeah. Agreed. I didn't like Unique's, um, mascara and that was what they were supposed to be like. Oh yeah. The fiber, I hated that. Fiber lash. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that was a different, different type of product. And one thing I forgot to mention, I had it all the way to the top of my notes, but we jumped around a bit. 99% of the people who join MLMs lose money. Oh yeah. 99%. Not surprised by that. Believe it. I don't know how people could go into an MLM knowing that they have a 1% chance of making Do you think it must not be common knowledge or do people think they're the 1%? Because I would never go into anything thinking I'm the 1% that's going <laughs> to succeed. It's the same. But right? I think the recruitment techniques tell them I can do it. I'm a stay at home mom with three kids and I can do it. I cut out 30 minutes a day to do Facebook and Instagram. And you know what I mean? Like they make it seem manageable and seem like it's just something you could do so easily, but it doesn't really even begin to cover the like time commitment every single day. And as you begin to grow and, you know, get to those next levels. Mm. And once you run out of people, what you have to do after that, you know? Yeah. I mean, we didn't even get into awful DMs. I feel like I haven't gotten one in a while, Mm -hmm. in a long time, but there was a while there, probably like two years where anytime a DM popped up on like Facebook messenger, I'd be like, fuck, do I have to open this? How long can I not open it before yeah. they like, will they know I opened it and didn't answer them because it was nothing but like, Hey girl yeah. requests. Yeah. And like when you would see one pop up from someone that you haven't talked to in like 10 years, you just knew. Yeah. That was an error that I don't want to return to. I think it's still like a thing. I think we just, we aged out. Did yeah. we age out? We aged out or like our friend list like we they we were we were like they exhausted their friend list and like you know what I mean like yeah. don't add new friends because then you might get them you might get a new hey girl message <laughs> no new friends <laughs> no that's the takeaway that's my top takeaway <laughs> if I don't make new friends I won't get new hey girl messages my most shocking revelation of all this was the Amway group. Like I didn't know about them before and I didn't know about the, how do you say it again? Davos? Voss family. Davos. The, I didn't know like that family story and like that she was the daughter-in-law from that company. They're billionaires. Yeah. Billionaires, legit billionaires. Yeah. And the Avon thing was kind of cool though. Like hearing that they sold books door to door and then shifted to perfume and then that turned it to Avon. Like, even though like they then turned to MLM sales, I did think that was pretty cool. 
Well, that's it for this episode. Do you have something you want us to do a deep dive on? Send us an email with a topic to thebasicmomsmedia at gmail.com. And be sure to come hang out with us on Facebook and Instagram at the.basic.moms. If you want to dive deeper into any of the topics we present here on Tell Me More, join our Facebook group, Mom Chat by The Basic Moms. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast and subscribe so you know when each episode is released.